0: Live Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you.
1: Uh And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this very festive episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be talking about my film pick of the week from just this year, Christmas, Bloody Christmas directed by Joe Bagos. So we're all in that Christmas spirit tonight, and we're going to be talking about one hell of a robo-Santa, Silent Night meets Terminator. Who will win? Who will survive? The only gifts that we have are decking the halls with bowels of blood. But as always, I am joined by the bold and beautiful,
0: the Golgi Keith. Did you say deck the halls with bowels of blood? Yes, bowels, because
1: bowels are in blood. bodies. Yes, because you okay. bowels are in bodies and they're covered in blood. So yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, ho ho ho! Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, to, to the Christmas episode, so to speak, of, of Talking Terror. Yodelay ho ho ho! Uh, oh no, that'll be <laughs> uh, uh, that'll be another time. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, it, it's very much a, a very special Christmas episode, so everybody at home, Merry Christmas coming up, Happy Yule tonight, and of course, Happy Hanukkah to all of our other friends. I mean, there's a lot of things going on all at once this week, uh, but we are just so happy you guys are listening, but we're also joined a by a psychotic about. simian, yes, get that menorah, light it up, baby, uh, but we're also joined by the psychotic simian, the man monkey, the prince of more day, get festive with the monkey, ho, 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 bitch.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's right, King. You know what time it is, right, fans? It's Talking Terror time, baby. Your go-to horror podcast for all of your hard needs. Broadcasting to you live every Wednesday night from 9 to 11 p.m. But if you can't catch us live, then you can definitely catch us dead in the Talking Terror Catacombs amongst our hundreds and hundreds of episodes that are available on iTunes and Spotify. Just remember to like and subscribe to your favorite ghost hosts on both Facebook and Instagram, and you too can become a part of the dysfunctional talking to our family. That being said, what's up, friend family?
0: <laughs> well, hello, I <laughs> okay Howdy. Hello. Glad to have
1: you back. <laughs> Glad to have you for this episode of the show. Uh, and if you thought that this was just our gift to you for Christmas, uh, don't be mistaken, because next week there is a very special gift for you guys as we close out 2022. Uh, so the monkey, and, of course, Dean, is uh, living up to no Dean December. He made it for one week. So I'm impressed. He made it for one week in December. So it wasn't quite – you know, he's making it for two. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're proud of him. but uh, So he won't be a part of next week's episode either – So it's just going to be The Ghoul and I breaking down 2022 the best we can with a film pick from The Ghoul that he's going to talk about at the end of the episode. We're going old school next week. Me, The Ghoul, you guys. So that's going to be a fun fucking gift to give to you. Like, I love old school episodes, and what a way to close out the year. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell The Ghoul's excited. He has
2: so much to say. So much.
0: Sorry, man. I actually, I actually have to step away from the uh, from the headset for a second. There, what, what is it that I missed? What am I excited about?
1: Next week, old school episode. Me and you closing out 2022 as the monkey and dean are no longer available for the last show. So this is technically oh, our full last show.
0: This this is true. Your uh, your stockings tonight will be full of the entire. Tea. That is the Talking to Cast uh, when, when the dean arrives. But, uh, but next week, believe me, we will fill, we will fill your, your larders and, and possibly your bowels with all kinds of fun and frivolity in time for the new year next week.
1: Got to get you ready for it. We got to get you guys ready for 2023, and we also have my fucking countdown. Uh, Next week, the the final end-of-year tally, top ten horror movies that I watched this year. I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to talk about it with the ghoul because I know he's trying to play catch-up with me. I gave him my list. So he has a couple that he has (laughs) seen, a couple he hasn't. So
2: we're going to see what he can fit in.
1: (laughs) I mean, I I told him, don't go crazy. Don't pull a king and try to fit five movies into one day. It's just, you know, unhealthy. Not good. (laughs) Just go at your own pace. You know, so we, we will do that countdown next week on the show. Um, looking forward to it. Always looking forward to these uh, final episodes of the year.
0: I, I know which ones I'm going to try, and I know which two are likely not going to be caught up with, <laughs> but you never know. You know what? It's supposed to be, like, which is tit cold over the next few days. Uh, I, I believe starting, I think tomorrow is just supposed to be rain. Over here in uh in wonderful balmy New Jersey. Um by balmy I mean cold. Uh but balmy, yes. Indeed. But uh but it's supposed to be like hundred percent rain tomorrow. Followed by one of those single digit cold snaps. Um so I think we're supposed to drop into like like nine degrees on Friday.
1: Oh man. And
0: uh, you know, I, I think we hit a nice solid like high of about nineteen and then, you know, following that up with uh Saturday with a nice like low of eleven followed by like maybe like a high of 21, 22, something like that. So, you know what? I know it's Christmas Eve and, and the, the, the day is preceding, but, you know, it, just, it seems like it's the perfect time to just sit back and watch movies.
1: Yeah, it's the perfect weather for it. Just stay in the house, stay warm, stay cozy, and put on some movies to watch, especially ones that are on my list that you have to catch up on. So what better way to do it than that? Oh. But I do believe we are joined by the Demonic Dean himself. He is here. Dean, are you with
3: us? (sighs) What a a fine plan to to sit in the cold and and watch movies on the Christmas holiday season uh, to celebrate the merry time of
0: year that that it is. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That is a great way to do it. I told him not to go crazy. With death. That's what I shall do.
1: Yeah, well, technically, Jesus was born in April, so what do you know? (laughs)
3: Born the
0: one <laughs> Pretty sure they figured out that it was like late August, early September. So Who? <laughs> <Andy>. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <It's just> <laughs> oh, the Antichrist.
1: That's right. No, no. no I, was, I was born in the <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: and The Antichrist an- was born in May. We know that.
1: <laughs> yes. Born or created, we don't know. We just know that I came out jaded already. You know, clutching a,
2: dream a, a bottle forth. of whiskey and a pack From of cigarettes. The womb. <laughs> Man, it's a What the hell cigar is it? Out of his mouth. Like fucking Baby <laughs> Louie is Who trained Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it's like, wow, welcome to the world, Andy. This place sucks. Put me back in. I'm not Ma- ready yet. <laughs> Mama that. G
0: lifted her leg. Mama G lifted her leg. She let one rip, and there was the king. It was like, holy oh, <laughs> shit. As yeah.
1: simple as that. I'm cutting off my own voice. Just cutting off my own ability to board. Let's fucking do this shit. Wow. I've never seen a baby so ready to go.
0: I'll just take all things you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where did you get the top hat and cigar? They came out.
2: <laughs> I
1: don't know. There must be a shop in there or something.
2: This <laughs> is the gift shop while you had it. Check out the, the Mama Jeep store.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's got a whole gift store in there. Get cigars, cigarettes, booze, top hats. I'm ready to go. Where's the movies, baby? Wow. And George
0: Romero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bring me George Romero. Hail me, the Antichrist.
1: Well, he even named himself. That's impressive. <laughs> we weren't even gonna call him that, but alright. <laughs> See yeah, and you want,
0: Just... <laughs> and you wonder. Why Matty G is so sour all the time. He's had to put up with being second fiddle to the Antichrist for, for a number of years now. Uh, he was too busy trying to vote
1: for Reagan when he was born. <laughs> you know, when he was a little kid trying to people go to the voting trying, office.
2: People are trying to ask Matty G, are you part of the Antichrist Dude, No, I'm just a Republican. <laughs>
0: ah! <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
2: oh. I vote
1: Bush. Oh, no, really? You're only seven. I know. I'm voting early. I'm allowed to do that, little Michael P. Keaton,
2: if with his briefcase like in his it's totally suit. gonna work.
1: <laughs> and he believes that I'm at a young age, he's like, this guy's <laughs> gonna change things. He's gonna shake things up. Like you're a kid, what do you know? <laughs> I know about this. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting in the corner, setting fires. Antichrist is here. Antichrist is here. Yeah, Antichrist. <laughs> He has a little bit of a problem.
2: Just, just give him the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack on repeat. And he's okay. he yeah. people alone.
1: Just, just sitting in the corner listening to the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack. You know, just bopping my head up and down, eating those little Midget Turtle pies.
0: That's fine. <laughs> just don't make eye contact.
1: He doesn't like eye
0: contact. <laughs> yeah, he popped out with rules, you know. Keep bright light away from him, especially sunlight. It'll kill him. <laughs> Don't get away (laughs) at all. And definitely, without a doubt, don't ever feed (laughs) Antichrist after midnight. No. (laughs) That's
1: the problem. That's what they did. They kept feeding me after midnight, and all of a sudden, they just spawned a bunch of little Antichrist gremlins.
2: Yeah, and now Antichrist is what's keeping Grubhub in business, ordering food at 2 (laughs) a.m.
1: Hey, do you know how many liquor store owners like thank me because I put their kids through college? You're
0: welcome, Antichrist. By the way, the birth of DoorDash.
1: (laughs) With the birth of the Antichrist comes DoorDash and GrubHub. Keep him fed, keep him happy. Hail him! You want some Taco Bell?
0: Go ahead.
2: Gotcha. (laughs) Coming soon to (laughs) PS (laughs) Five. Oh, I wouldn't do (laughs) that.
0: Yeah. I also created a
1: PS5, so you never have to leave your home. Under Andy Christ, no one has to leave. Just stay home and get fat and play video games. His will be done. <laughs> and meanwhile, my brother's sitting in the corner just <laughs> fawning over his photos of Ronald Reagan.
0: To Matty G, love, Ronnie. I love you, Ronnie. Ronnie and Babs. You're my only friend. Oh, no, no, Nancy. <laughs> Sorry. We're a wrong fucking yeah. <laughs> president. <practice laughs> <laughs> Babs. Oh, you mean that
1: 90-year-old woman, that George H.W. Bush is there, too? I was like, is that his mom? Yeah, that's his wife. Ooh, what happened there? Just visiting the senior center one day, and he's like, all right, check her out. Like, What are you doing? But she was just always 90. Like, that white hair and those pearls. I so was like, oh, man, you know. It just runs in the family. You know, not waterbush. You know, we're talking about bad sparkbush. You
0: make my dick it's hard, Oh, just...
1: <laughs> I mean, God, I can imagine sex between those two. You, you know there's no eye contact.
0: Like, there's none.
1: Oh. Barely touching.
0: <laughs> well, it's just... I mean, I don't know, man. The, the, the eye contact thing ain't a problem, man. It's kind of my preferred <laughs> fucking method, too.
1: <laughs> he, he just, but you know there's not You know it's like five minutes of just them Just going through the process And he's just thinking Part about over people with.
0: with a pillow
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well she's not a top Barbara Bush is not a top there, There's no way she's getting on top of that No she's flat on her back And just willing to go through the motion Until he's done You're going to take over the world George Yeah that's right I am Beth. <laughs> I'm going to take over the world <laughs> I'm going to make friends with terrorists. Oh, George, stop, dirty with me. Oh, yeah, oil.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm a,
1: oh, I'm I'm it. a fireball. I'm
0: going
1: to a- a- be the richest man in the world, Babs. That's right, you tell George, talk about terrorism, talk to me about 9-11. That's going to be my son's job. You already got it lined up,
0: Babs. <laughs> oh, shit. King's already calling me, inside job, huh?
1: Oh, I've been calling for years. <laughs> calling, us <was> all called back <laughs> in high school. <laughs> Nobody listen to me.
0: Nobody listen. Connect the dots,
1: people. It all goes back to the bushes. Like, they're like, okay, calm down. Like, you're way too young to know about all this. was like, but I know shit. <laughs> now, the Antichrist is upset again. Oh, boy. <laughs> Moving away from my fucking psychotic childhood as Antichrist. Dean, uh, let's <laughs> talk about some horror news. What do you got tonight?
3: Man, what a what a segue, I have to say. Um, it was. Man, it's wide open for you. It really, it's you, gaping. You really tied it all the way around in a stunning display. Like
2: gaping segue. In a reach-around kind of way? <laughs>
3: a
0: gaping.
2: <laughs> oh, a gaping,
0: gaping, gaping, gaping segue. It's a gaping segue.
2: Echo,
1: echo. If it's not gaping, why do you do a
2: segue? That's what I say. You gotta gape. <laughs> so anyway, why do you think as a house?
3: Why is it crap. prolapsed? I don't know. Well, that's a good question. I listened to an interview recently where a guy talked about uh his boyfriend being prolapsed and how he liked to like n- like nibble around on the on the meat, like hanging down. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, <way> <laughs>
1: just looks like a apart ham sandwich when you see a prolapsed anus oh it's just it's terrible You never forget your first time and you stumble across that image and you're like you know never the same after that nothing bothers you anymore you just saw a prolapsed like, anus
0: <laughs> you know watch you, watching it happen watching it happen is the problem you know the dude like pulls his fucking song out and the asshole just follows. You know, that that's where it's problematic. It just, yeah. It's like, man, that's supposed oh, to stay in.
1: No, it just it just crawls out like fucking it's alive and you're like, Wow, all right, well you know I'm gonna grow old knowing I saw what? that.
0: Why is it still moving?
2: <clears throat> oh it's it's pulsing. It's why pulsing. is it coming <laughs> <ball? laughs> way back.
1: Why is it smiling? Why is it smiling?
2: (laughs) Hello, my
1: baby.
0: Hello, my darling. Hello, my baby. Prolapse.
1: So in horror news, we're talking about prolapse anuses. All right, continue.
3: I'm talking to her. Uh, There's much love for, for Nicolas Cage. And we know that Nicolas Cage is going to be starring in Renfield. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's been announced that uh, this movie is coming next year, in April, April 14th, and it has been given an R rating. And it has been given an R rating for uh, bloody violence, some gore, language, and drug use. And uh, written uh, by (laughs) Robert Kirkman of The Walking Dead, and directed by Chris McKay, uh, Chris McKay says that this film will have action. It's got a lot of heart, and it's not without menace. Uh, so if you are looking forward to Renfield, uh, it's just a few months away, April 14th. Jackie uh, Jackie
1: the wait. movie's got a lot of heart. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. jackie has got a lot of heart. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Can't wait for that. I'll be there. All right, what's next? The King will be there.
2: Uh,
3: The new new Alien film begins filming on February 6th in the Budapest. Uh, It's going to be starring uh, Kaylee Spanning from Pacific Rim Uprising. And it is going to be directed by Evil Dead 2013's Fetty Alvarez uh, and produced by uh, Ridley Scott. Uh, It's been given an official title, or the working title for this uh, upcoming Alien film uh, is titled Alien Romulus. And uh, as we have said here before, just a reminder that this is uh, being filmed to be released uh, through Hulu. Uh, Hulu exclusive, similar to Prey uh, from The Predator. Uh,
1: families. So, all right, so new one. It's not going to star the first female action star ever, Jennifer Lawrence. It's kind of a bummer. Oh,
3: she it. was the first. No.
1: She was the first.
3: Yeah, she was the first. You have to give her for that. No yeah, one yeah, ever she, made a any Cynthia for her. Rock Rock would like a word. <clears throat> and Pam Greer <laughs> would like a word. And a whole lot of other women uh, would like a word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they would like to speak there. Like Sigourney Weaver just tapping her foot going, I'll wait. Uh, I'll wait my my time. But, yeah, no, so looking forward to it. Uh, I didn't even know that was happening until I saw it earlier, that they're, they're calling it uh, Romulus, and that Fetty Alvarez is doing it. So I like Fetty, so I'm kind of hoping that it's, it's worth his time, because Covenant was fucking great. I love Covenant. Not so much Prometheus, but uh, Covenant was great. So, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Romulus, you know. I know a lot of people didn't like Covenant. I did. I thought it kind of co- may went back to the original Alien. So I was excited to see that one. But, you know, they keep coming with them. So we'll see what happens. Are there going to be any Romulans? I don't know. There might be a Star Trek crossover there somewhere.
0: Oh, is, is this the Alien? That's what I was going to say. Is this the Alien Star Trek, uh, you know, mashup that everybody's been, been dying to get their hands on? I mean, just, just clamoring
1: for it. Just waiting for it. Chris Pine has just been waiting for the script. Just waiting patiently. So, we'll see what happens. That. All right, Dean, what's next? What are we talking about?
3: Uh, previously, uh, earlier this year on the show, I talked about how uh, Tom Holland, uh, not Spider-Man Tom Holland, but Fright Night hmm. uh, Tom Holland was going to be writing uh, some novels surrounding Fright Night, uh, starting with uh, an OG, uh, like Origins, Fright Night Origins, and the book uh, has been available uh, at a hardcover price of $32.99 and a paperback price of sixteen ninety nine. but what I'm here to say is that it was just announced that the audiobook version of Friday Night Origins is going to, or is not going to, is read uh, by the uh, star of the original film, Chris Sarandon, so um,
1: Chris Sarandon
3: uh will be will has read the audiobook version of the
1: Fright Night Origins novel that is currently available. i have to check that out. Big fan
3: of Chris mm-hmm. Sarandon. So yeah, being that
1: I'm not here, I just I just felt to um you know give give an update uh on, on this very important news. Well, it's 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 fun for fans of Fright Night that Tom Holland went back and wrote a prequel story featuring Jerry Dandridge played by Chris Sarandon but to have him read the audio book, I think that's pretty great. You know, to have the original actor, you know, go back and read the origin of how Jared Dandridge came to be. So, I'll have to check that out. I might get the audio version because I want to hear it rather than get the soft cover. But all right, so very cool. Hopefully, he writes more. Hopefully, he has more Fright Night books too. Right? One of my favorite vampire movies of all time. I know I love The Lost Boys, but Fright Night's right up there. That's a fantastic vampire movie. If you guys haven't seen it.
0: Fright night. No. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what do you
2: mean no? he's seen Fright Night, right? Oh, I, 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 I thought he was talking about a different one.
1: <laughs> oh, you thought I was doing the Herschel Walker thing and talking about uh vampires and werewolves? And now he wants exactly. to see a werewolf and now we saw a movie called Fright Night or Freak Night. Uh
0: no. <laughs> it, it, not, not Twilight. Uh, I mean we we've covered a Twilight, but not Twilight <laughs> Fright Night.
2: And we yeah, a premiere. <laughs> you never oh, know. No, I might know pick no. up
1: uh, Breaking Dawn for my picks.
0: <sighs> might have, have be to do a the day. two-parter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it <laughs> might not be a two- No, no, no. We've got it. We'll, I, I feel a blank. We'll, we'll on. only give him. We'll only give him part one, and he can never watch part two, so he'll never know the conclusion. Or we we'll just mm, make him watch part I'm, two, fu- so he has no idea what's going on. I, I, I
2: <laughs> oh, good point. Right. I will do my I'm job just and report accordingly back <laughs> about what I think about the most shitty ass movie. <laughs> there you
1: go. That's going to be a bunch of vomiting sounds. <laughs> for <his Yeah>. movie.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what I thought
0: about it, guys.
1: What was with that fucking baby? <laughs> what was that all about? Why did it look like that? <laughs> Probably going to be it's a lot like of questions. baby. But all right. Moving on from Friday, Night, what's next, Dean?
3: The very popular <clears throat> Showtime series, Yellow Jackets, uh, has a second season coming uh, March 24th to Showtime and all Showtime uh, properties, including Showtime On Demand. And it's been announced that uh, star Melanie Lynskey, her real-life husband, uh, Jason Ritter, is joining the cast uh, for an episode, as well as Elijah Wood uh, from a variety of things, as well as uh, Lauren Ambrose from uh, Can't Hardly Wait and uh, Six Feet Under, um, also joining the cast for the second season of Yellow Jackets. I myself am about halfway through the first season, and I do like it, and I just have to get back to wrap up the first season. Um, I don't know if any of you all saw it, but I thought it was pretty cool. From what yeah. I saw, um, and hopefully it carries yeah. on the rest of the way. It is definitely um, on my official bold. list of things I've started watching, but I have to return to it. Yeah,
1: yeah I know watched it as well, because he was one the recommended. Oh,
0: me. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Uh, I'm more excited over the uh, the upcoming... Release which should be hopefully soon as they they wrapped up filming and everything for uh the Outer Banks season three on Netflix. Man, I cannot wait to get back down there and fucking see what's going on with my pogues.
1: Yeah, I'll take your word for it. All right I'm, then, I've never heard of that. So me too. Outer Banks is that like Dawson's Creek but like dirtier? Or is that another
2: one in the you're, year. You're, you're not like, far like Love Island. No, that's no, no, no. Off. Take, Holy take, shit. Dawson's, <laughs> take
0: da- Dawson's Creek and maybe sprinkle in a little bit of uh, maybe like Dawson's Creek meets the Goonies to a degree. Uh,
1: wow. Yeah,
0: I think that, that's probably like a, a good way to, to combine that. Dawson's Creek meets the Goonies. And it is a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good time and, and well worth watching. All right, o- now overkill. I'm intrigued. And, uh, you know, less, less chunk. More,
2: uh, i not more, a, more, you know, ro- romance. More hunk. But the chicks oh, are hot. Huh?
0: The chicks are hot, man. <laughs>
2: so, well, you
1: know, they have to be if they're going to be on a show like that. I mean, you know, but then you think about Dawson's Creek, and there was nobody hot in that show. Be on the creek. I do not think any of them. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> Michelle Williams, maybe, but fucking, uh, you know, Joey, but the fucking side angled fucking mouth all the time. No, that was good. Never really found anything about her I liked Katie Holmes. Sorry. Never landed. I didn't know why I mean, Pacey and fucking Dawson fought for
0: her so much. I was like, this chick? is such a judgmental bully.
1: Well, I just didn't see the appeal. I was like, why are the guys fighting over her? Like, that's the person that you're friends with. That's not the one you want to date. Like, get with Andy. She's crazy. So you know she has a good
0: girl i think you away
2: for your opinion.
0: <laughs> Abby was the one to fucking to, to bed down. That chick was a fucking total oh, party. Oh, Monica
1: Keena. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. She was all about drinking. Until she fell to her fucking death. I was like, damn. Yeah, slipped, <laughs> slipped
0: on a dock and drowned. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. That was a dark fucking episode of the show. <laughs> I was like, I love that character. Then she's fucking dead. And then we just have to deal with James Vanderbeek's Beek's fucking crying face. Yeah, suck. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to have to look in the Outer Banks. That's kind of got me intrigued. I know, you know, the Dean said he is an intrigue, but I don't, I don't know. Dawson Creek meets Goonies? Kind of sounds fun. Could be a fun ride. But I will let you know if I end up watching it. Probably won't, but I'm saying I might. <laughs> all right, Dean, what's next? What are we talking about?
3: Uh, I don't know if anybody was talking about this uh, before I came on, because it's the kind of thing that you all usually talk about uh, in my in-betweens. But – I feel like there's been so much news that I've seen on my radar, not that I hardly know what any of it means, uh, involving upheaval in the world of DC film universe. Um, With I Mm -hmm. guess James Gunn is now in charge of all the DC films and projects have been put on the brakes and new things announced. But one of the things that I saw was that uh, James Gunn says, or that DC film says, that there will be zero uh, studio interference uh, for any DC films uh, moving forward, um, I don't know if that was something prevalent. If this is something that happens all the time in the realm of these comic book multiverses, um, but if that has been the case, it's been announced that this will no longer happen uh, on on James Gunn's watch as he lords over DC
2: movies. Wow, they 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 put him in charge now. Like, is that what you're saying, yep. man? Is he, he's in oh, charge yeah. of, the, of the DC movies? That's that happened a while ago, man. That's why the whole Cavill yeah. thing
0: occurred. He, uh, yep. like, you know, they 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 made a whole big deal with with uh, Henry Cavill coming back as Superman because he has the uh, the, the post credit sequence in Black Adam, and uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then uh, then then no, James Gunn wants to go in a different direction. He wants to to bring us a younger, earlier take on Superman, so or at least the Ugh. character. Uh, and uh, wasn't that yeah, called Smallville? Uh, kind of how I see (laughs) a lot of we've Unfortunately, here's the thing. You know what? We've seen it in every Superman movie in some way. We've seen it in Smallville as well. We've seen it with Superboy, which was on television years ago. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it was. We saw it in Brightburn. (laughs) Oh, wait. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Yes, we have. Um, The evil
1: (laughs) suits, yeah.
0: I don't know, but but basically yes, they have given James Gunn the, the, the Kevin or Feige, or Fage, whatever the fuck his name is, um, powers, essentially, to run the D C universe as he sees fit. And uh they're they're hoping that he will be able to uh to, to achieve a similar success as that of Marvel. But we will uh we will say.
2: Oh. So they gave I mean so he would be the guy. him the ability Instead of giving him the Infinity Gauntlet, they gave him the, the powers of Infinity yeah. <laughs> Crisis.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Infinity Crisis. Yeah, that's it, man. I mean, it's, he's the guy to do it because he's successful, you know, when it comes to these properties. So I'm looking forward to what he is going to do. I know that even Jason Momoa, uh, who's been playing Aquaman, already said that he's going to be stepping down from that character because he wants to move over to play Wobo in the DCEU. So. We'll see how that goes. You know, I could see it, you know, but at the same time, you know, right. who's going to play Aquaman, who knows, but he's done. You know, I was like, I would rather see him play Lobo than Aquaman.
2: <laughs> no, man. I never no. could get behind no. his Aquaman. And, uh, and, uh, I Lo- say, Lo- Lo- Lobo is like a drunken Wolverine, like, oh. kind of attitude, man. That means we're going to need someone that can actually it. act. Fucking we, need some, we need someone that can We need someone that can act
0: with a fucking, you know, space motorcycle. Um... <laughs> It's true.
1: Yeah. I, I yeah, could see that uh, more than Aquaman. Gotcha, bro. I
0: just, you know what the problem is, though, is that I, you, you know me with that. like, I, And I know Chris Evans was able to, to, to break that taboo by playing the Human Torch. And then coming back and playing Captain America. But you know what? There was a, a, a good portion of years in between that. And the Human Torch yeah. is a secondary, you know, he's one of four major characters in the Fantastic Four. That, you know, is right. an ensemble cast film. Captain America is yeah. a solo project. You know, Aquaman is a solo project. And that's kind of how I see Momoa. Um, I mean, could could he be Lobo? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I just wish it was. Uh, whatever. You know what? Again, it doesn't really fucking matter. I'm so, I'm so no. kind of done with DC at this point because it's been so messy, and every time they start establishing something that I might find interesting or entertaining, they find a way to fuck <laughs> it all up. So it's like whatever, man. You guys want to keep rebooting it? Keep on fucking rebooting it. Maybe you'll get it right eventually.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. They don't have the same magic that Marvel does. I don't know where they went wrong along the way. But, you know, they they tried too fast too soon with a lot of their movies. And that's why it just didn't work out too well. I mean, they've really, you know, Marvel had already established themselves for years. And then DC's like, all right, we're in it. And it's like, all right, well, now you're just doing everything at once. Like Justice League movie came out of fucking nowhere. All of a sudden, like, yeah, we just got to do it. We're not going to establish anything. We're just going to fucking give you it. Because you already saw Superman, Man of Steel, right? Right? And Batman versus Superman, right? Right? All right, let's do Justice League now. like, what?
0: Yeah, don't get me. Don't, don't get me. You, you, you know my whole plot on that, man. I, I could have lined that whole fucking thing up. I could have Kevin phage that fucking shit for them. It was fucking right there <laughs> on the silver platter.
1: It was the entire time. But they are like, man, nah, we're not going to listen to reason we just have to pump these fucking movies out because Marvel's already at fucking Infinity War. <laughs> They're already at their end game for their phases, so we got to jump in now while the iron's hot. <laughs> so, no. And it didn't work out too well. But, you know, we'll release the Snyder Cut, of course, because that's going to make everything better.
0: <laughs> you know what? Uh, I, I recently, it was on sale for, uh, like, in the four ninety nine bin or whatever for the, uh, for, for the Xbox. And I recently right. purchased the Snyder Cut, you know, because it's like the perfect go-to-sleep movie. You know, four hours <laughs> with like a full hour of slow motion, like right in it with like brooding style oh, music. Like, it worked perfect. It puts me on. <laughs> and it's, nah, you know what, man? I put that on like this once. This is great. I, <laughs> I, I didn't watch it, you know, at all. Like when that was, I, I tried that when it was on fucking HBO, and I'm like, nah, man, I'm, I'm good on the Justice is Gray thing because I think what they said that there was supposedly some like extra shit at the end of it that I don't know. I couldn't see any difference, but that's that's just you my make it uh, that far. yeah. I fast forwarded. You know, there was just no, I'm not rewatching that fucking entire four hour slog fest to fucking, to get there. I assumed that when they said there was a difference at the end, they meant at the end of the movie, which I think it was. I think supposedly it was during the, uh, the whole, uh, you know, post credit thing with, uh, with the Joker and all that shit. Yeah.
1: They'll have that extra two seconds of drive Leto going crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So worth it. So worth it. to so check out the entire you. four hour movie. <laughs> we got to see Jared Leto back. as the worst joker. Thank you so much, you. Jack Snyder.
0: No, I, I will give him this. The Snyder cut, you know, for even though yeah, it overall was the same movie, I don't feel like it... There was only so much cutting and, and, and removing of what Whedon did that he could really do. Um, right. But I do see what... He was trying to do thematically and how that fits in better with the other films prior than, than what ultimately came out as the Whedon version of, of that movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've i only seen the, the, the Whedon cut and ultimately it was just a movie where it's like we can't do anything without Superman. so Let's bring him back to life and he's just going to kick everybody's so ass we're going to be like, wow, yeah, cool, he's back. And they took out his mustache. Unfortunately,
0: Pretty much still the same. That part didn't change at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: We still have to bring him back because we can't do anything without him. We need we need the big blue boy scout that <laughs> comes in today. Once again, he can't be dead. So no. yeah. But anyway, Dean, moving on, what else are we talking about? Also in the realm of comics, and I didn't
3: know that this was a potential thing that people worried about because this isn't my my universe, but uh the Deadpool three film uh, Hugh Jackman has confirmed that the Deadpool three film is, it's not going to screw with the Logan timeline. I don't know what that means. Hmm. I mean, I know what Logan is in and Wolverine and, 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 and Hugh Jackman, but I don't know what the relationship is to Deadpool three, but I apparently there was concern about something involving this, but Hugh Jackman has laid all of your fears to rest uh, by saying that there will be no interference with the Logan timeline. So I don't know if that means anything to any of you, but because no, I know some of you yeah, like that stuff, dead. that you would know what that means. <laughs> he's dead <laughs> in Logan. He dies.
0: <laughs> he the whole well, thing.
1: They can't do the spoilers. Logan universe because he's fucking dead. Yeah, for a fucking well, no. couple-year-old movie that nobody watched except us because we're geeks.
0: <laughs> you know, but still. So, so, so yeah. knowing the comedy involved with with these people um, that that make Deadpool, you know, including especially Ryan Reynolds, obviously. Uh, Mm -hmm. Maybe part of the joke is that uh, Deadpool, I mean, in a way it's telling us that Deadpool 3 is probably a prequel because if it's not, well, Logan took place in the future. So this is obviously taking place prior to that future because it's not going to mess with that timeline at all. But that Mm. still doesn't say that it's not within that timeline.
2: Well, they did release a trailer uh, or a small, small trailer where it was Hugh Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds sitting on a couch talking and they were saying that this is before the Logan movie, so it's not going to mess with the timeline. You know, this is happening before that, so they can do whatever they want in this movie.
0: Mm -hmm. And everybody else dead. You know, like we (laughs) know we know from that movie that Charles killed everybody.
1: Yeah, they're all gone, so they're still gone. But it's going to be a buddy movie. We don't need all the others. We just need, you know, Logan and Deadpool. So that's all you need.
0: They've got to make sure they bring cable back. That, that, that's what we need. We need more cable.
1: I mean, that's how they could do it, too, because he has, you know, his time jump technology. So, hey, use that to have Logan come back
0: no, and slide through time. He used his last jump, so.
1: Well, he corrected everything that he corrected. That's right, that's right, that's right.
0: At the the end, he has the ability to jump all over the place, so.
1: Hmm. Yeah, including correcting that Deadpool and X-Men Origins. You know, Wolverine Origins, where it's just not right. (laughs) Deadpool took care of him real quick. Had to make sure to take that guy out. So I'm looking forward to Deadpool 3. That's in 2024, so we got a lot of time in between to see where our two heroes are. But all right, Dean, moving on. Moving on.
3: The, uh, <clears throat> so just hmm. in theaters two weeks ago, the, the festive holiday hmm? film Violent Night uh, made its way to theaters across the land. Uh, with Great bringing, movie. Uh, many people, many people very excited about it uh, that also captured um, the attention of a younger audience as well. Uh, but just two weeks later, I'm here to tell you that just in time for uh, potential holiday viewings on the home front that... Violent Night is now available uh, for VOD, for renting, and for purchase uh, at all the places that you rent and purchase your your digital fare. So if you have been wanting to see Violent Night but have not made the trek out to the theaters, you can now do so from the comfort of your own home just in time for
1: Christmas. Well, isn't that a nice Christmas gift? Hell yeah. I highly recommend that movie. That was a lot of fun. You know, if this... Full-on action, you know, die-hard Christmas movie type of situation, you know. And I, I told uh, the ghoul, TA, uh, a., a fan of ours, went to go see it. I did too. We reported back to each other about it. Uh, I think the next movie that we're going to pair up to go see is uh, Cocaine Bear. I know he's excited about that, as, as am I. I can't wait Very to see nice. that fucking movie when it comes out. So loving having a, a movie companion buddy just like the ghoul and I when we go to see movies, you know, kind of comparing notes at the end of it. So, looking forward to it. Check out uh, Violent Night. Now it's available on digital and at home yeah. viewing.
0: So. Yeah, on the Xbox, mm-hmm. it's currently uh, 24 dollars to purchase and nineteen ninety nine to rent.
1: Not bad. You know, especially if you really want to see it, you know, 20 bucks drop it home. Not bad. You got Christmas money. You got Hanukkah money. You got Yule money. You know, drop a couple bucks and watch a uh, you know, violent night. Yeah. You know, make this I mean, Christmas. I think
0: if, you, if you're going to drop the 20 to rent it, you might as well just buy it for, you know, $5 more.
1: I would. I mean, that would be my thing. I wouldn't rent it. I would buy it. But, you know, that's, but then again, I'd rather buy it on physical media when it comes out so I could put it in my collection and nobody could take it away. <laughs> yes, I don't want that to disappear. Like a lot of these <laughs> digital releases go away. I still got mine. But, all right, Dean, what else are we talking about? Back in
3: 2015, author uh, Nick Cutter uh, put out a novel uh, called The Deep, not related to the Peter Benchley uh, novel <laughs> and the same name. Uh, but from the boys. <laughs>
1: I'm
3: sorry. There were too many voices. I couldn't understand what you were trying to say.
1: Not related to
0: the I boys at all either? I said not related no, to the not octopus that, not fucking
3: not superhero. Um, this predates, predates uh, that, that deep that we know so well. Oh, he's anyway, crying. Uh, this uh, novel was billed as a cross, uh, uh, something along the lines of the abyss, uh, meeting His name is Robert the shining. And uh, apparently not just giving it lip service or empty promotional praise, <clears throat> Uh, for real, apparently, uh, Stephen King and and Clive Barker are, were legitimately big fans of this novel. And I have not heard of it before. This is going to become uh, a series that uh, over Amazon and uh, Henry hmm. Chiasin, who wrote uh, the screenplay for uh, a well-regarded horror from a couple of years ago called Antlers... Um, and who also Ooh, that was wrote good. I like uh, that. some Apple uh, TV series Servant, uh, will be writing and producing uh, this series for,
1: for Amazon. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, it could be good. Uh, I, I've heard of Nick Cutter. Uh, the only book I've read from him is The Troop, and that is, is something that I would love to see be made in a movie. Like, that was a really fucking good book. So if you guys are looking for some gross-out horror, uh, The Troop. Which is about a couple uh, boy scouts that go on a camping trip to an island, and there's a bunch of flesh-eating shit that happens, you know, bacteria and all this other shit. It, it's really fucking good, but I've never heard of the deep. So, but if Stephen King praises it, why not? But I heard Adele. Again, Stephen in King the... does she? That's right, she does. I, I put blank on that for a second. That's okay, but yeah, Adele does roll in the deep. Rumor has it and see <laughs> <right, so>, <laughs> uh, but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to, to that um, you know in the end uh, seeing what they come up with but like I said Stephen King sometimes hit or miss with his opinions where he'll be like this is the greatest fucking thing I've ever seen or read and I'm like it was alright <laughs> well, I get the
0: shit out of you
1: and <laughs> no I never shit once watching that movie so no Stephen King you're not right I was fine. I was dry the entire movie. (laughs) But, you know, again, I'd much prefer his battles with Elon Musk on Twitter, Um, you know, going back and forth with him. I just, I love the fact that he's just like, fuck you, Elon. And he's like, okay. (laughs) I don't care. I have millions of dollars. Um, Did you see the fact that Elon Musk was on Twitter giving a poll about whether or not he should step down from Twitter? And if it's yes, he will step down. And everybody's like, fuck yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I step down motherfucker and he has yet to respond to that so,
0: yeah. uh, <laughs> hmm.
2: so uh, I don't know so, if Dean so, so, dropped out uh, it looks like he's having some troubles so in the meantime though King you sit there and put a thing up on the Talking Terror Facebook page about Chris Jericho being involved in a wrestling horror movie
1: Yeah, he's going to be involved
2: in a movie called Dark Match,
1: which is supposed to be like a pro-wrestling slasher type movie. So, I mean, I can't think of a better way to do that. Yeah, Dark
3: Match. After putting his life on the line to wrestle for the intercontinental champion of the world, a slasher stalks the halls behind the scenes uh, trying to get revenge for – the time that he lost the Intercontinental Championship belt in 1989 to
0: Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. Damn. Sorry, (laughs) Dean.
1: I mean, I think he's just making that up, but I mean, um, you know, I mean, it's not the first uh, wrestling horror movie. I mean, of course you have Mexico's uh, Santo and also from 2006, WrestleManiac, which is a fucking great movie. Um, And I say that sarcastically because it's really not, but, um, but, yeah, Jericho and horror and wrestling, I'm, I'm ready for it. I mean, he named one of his kids Ash because he's that big of a fan of Evil Dead. So, got to give him credit. Or Pokemon. I mean, it, it's fucking like Jericho. I mean I, just, I mean, I unfortunately can't watch AEW because I don't have TNT. But, I mean, I'll always support Jericho whenever he does. I've always been a longtime fan of Chris. Great on the mic, great in the ring.
0: You know, he, he's Hall of Famer all the way. The first undisputed champion of WWE? Could never be taken mm-hmm. away from him. Nobody, nobody never. else can ever claim that.
3: No. Wait, does that mean does that mean like once it changed from WWF like he was the first one in WWE?
0: No, 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 no. 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 He was no. when WWE purchased WCW and took the two championships and combined them together, he was the first person to ever have won that championship.
3: Oh.
0: And the yeah, writers must is... really like him. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. It was it well, was talent, yeah, you know. He broke the code.
1: Because they just had <laughs> that she with They just had that with Mandy Rose on NXT, where she dropped her title to uh, Raquel, uh, Roxanne Perez, rather, Uh, and that's because she was posting titty pictures on a fan site, but after she got released from WWE just recently, she made $500,000 following her release um, on her fan site. Like, that's fucking incredible. You get released, and then you make $500,000 just because you show your boobs and your ass, and it's good for her, but... Then again, you know it's a double standard Gosh. in WWE. How many fucking DUIs did you give me? Fucking
0: it's Double standard. Uh, no, I can she... Tell you what, man, King. If you showed your titties on the website, we would make five hundred thousand dollars.
1: We'd make five bucks.
0: There's <laughs> probably a market we for that.
1: We'd make a solid five dollars. You know, somebody. Leave my, would my want it. mom out of this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, who knows You
1: might want to check out these ta I'll put some tassels on them, I'll wave them around You know, make some money Or it'll just be Be shirtless and I'll just eat soup On the fan site Me fucking shirtless just eating a bowl of soup And I'm like, oh man we actually owe people
0: money. Uh,
1: This is fucking crazy YouTube,
0: Yo, we gotta YouTube this shit man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'll take just at the end of, and I at, the end of, the, of at the end of the clip, the, the, the king just turns and looks at the camera and goes, "What? <laughs> <laughs> With,
0: without <laughs> yeah. a spoon? Without a spoon? Dude, yes. No spoon, just, man! Like I, I want nope. this to dri- You got to have it like dribbling down and everything, man."
3: Well, in some cultures, <laughs> oh, they my just beard. eat soup by picking up the bowl and slurping it down.
1: It's
0: not out of yeah. the realm
3: of possibility.
1: But, I'm, I mean, I'll negative. do a mukbang video where I just eat a bunch of food and fucking be shirtless. You guys like what you see? You want to subscribe to my channel? Oh <laughs> shit! I owe people money now.
0: Actually, <laughs> we've had see. we've had we've had a talking terror only fans for quite some time, man. We we could we could do this.
1: Yeah, well, there we go. That's what we have to do.
0: Like, there's probably like
3: a there's probably like a, a segment of the homosexual population that would want the King of Horror to dress up in his Leatherface outfit and then just masturbate on camera.
1: I, mean, I could do it
0: I'll be a bear I'll yeah hey listen oh, you know
1: God. I have a beard I'll be their daddy I'll be their daddy you know I'll feed you baby bears I'll feed you tweets like you know hey I have no problem <laughs>
0: oh, shit just Bad
1: me my face match <laughs> Yep. talking about what your brother did to the door you know you want more of this daddy you want more of Leatherface come on like yeah I know you do. Hit those tokens, or whatever they use on OnlyFans. I don't know, dollars, whatever gift cards. <laughs> you know. I'm sure there's a community out there. Hey, I love the Bears. I'm a fellow Bear myself, so yeah, I could mean, I make a lot of money with that.
0: Okay, moving so on. <laughs> I, will, I will look to set this up.
3: Look, like multiple income streams uh, in this in this day and age is is, is wise is wise financial strategy.
1: It is, you know, and if you have, you know, a big fat guy with a beard, and he's gonna, you know, talk to a couple daddies online and a couple bears, why not? You know, we could make money off of this, daddy (laughs) weatherface, just no shirt on and just cranking it for you, all you little, you know, twinks and all you daddies out there. Yeah. Love the community. Or if
2: you just want to, or if you just want to support talking bear. Feel free to just I am the king and give him some money by all means because this shit doesn't pay for itself. I'll it <laughs> so show you, you know the, I mean, show you his tits, <laughs> and the
0: king will flood it up for you.
1: I will, you know. I'll, I'll wear whatever mask you want. I'll be your daddy, and <laughs> we could just have some fun. Be like the number one on that site. Got to find, you know, a nice, you know, onlyfans, you know, gay site. I'll fucking service all of them. Like, come on, who wants it? Um, you know, I'll slap my stomach up a couple times, you know, do some ASMR. Will you like that? You like that? Me slapping my titties for you? Yeah, you like that, Daddy. <laughs> talking terror has to pay for itself somehow. Don't Coming, coming to out me.
2: Like, the, like the fucking Vikings in WWE right
0: now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fucking, ghouls,
0: fucking ghouls already talking about his dues. Come on, give me some money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I owe thirty dollars in February. Come on, guys. Who wants it? Uh, 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 come, on. come on. Ooh, you like that? Like how I slap my stomach, Eddie? I'll make a shake for you. I'll do the truffle shuffle. You're like the number one content creator. I'll take my award now. Thank you. I owe it all to you guys.
0: It's gonna happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's going to be exciting guys Stay tuned for that 2023 When I set up my only bears Only fans Just me and <laughs> the soup and getting it all over my beard And all over my tummy You like tummy sticks daddy? Ooh
0: yeah I'm going to donate to that site hey, Listen we, we we know on Fridays That we'll get belly kisses okay So there you go monkey You'll be getting in on that action too <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen him oh, dance
1: to Goodbye Horses. It's pretty hot.
2: <laughs> he jumping around in the background in a fucking luchador mask. <laughs> Yo, <you laughs> y'all want
0: to you know, watch a skinny bald dude kiss a, a big man? You know we got you covered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> him just walking around my apartment in my Silent Bob overcoat, tucking his dick in between his legs, Goodbye Horses playing in the background, luchador mask on. <laughs> You guys like this, so oh, yeah.
0: Shake it, monkey. <laughs>
1: Goodbye, horses.
0: So, you know, it's funny, it's funny you bring. It's funny you bring that up, you know, because I actually was watching Clerks Two earlier this, this evening. You know, I had put it on. We were kind of just mm-hmm. relaxing in the bedroom, and uh, I don't know, like I had put it on last night while I was like having like my like a late night snack before going to bed, and. You are it's been, oh, it's been Um, been quite a while since I've seen that movie. And I, I have to report, similar to, I guess, the experience that Dean had with it when he watched it recently, you know, the fucking movie's really funny. You know, it's been such yep. a long time that, like, I was I was really finding a lot of the shit going on in the movie this time around. like, And to the point where I ended up stopping the film last night because I couldn't get to sleep with it on. And then, again, similar to today, we had put it on, and it was like, all right, we had to, some, some time to kill. The cool girl wasn't feeling well, and she was going to take a nap. And, no, there was no naps to be had because there was just too much fucking laughter going on.
1: <laughs> it's a great fucking movie. A lot of fun. But... Uh, all right, Dean, so what are we talking about?
3: So there's been so much talk of uh, <clears throat> James Cameron uh, lately, of course, because uh, finally, after all of these years, as we know, it's finally. It's, it's Avatar time. Uh, I, I, I'm not here to talk about <laughs> Avatar, but I do know that its opening weekend uh, came in uh, <laughs> under uh, projection, uh, you know, so who knows what sure. – uh, Ooh, we'll, that what, will, what will happen moving forward? But what I am here to talk about was that uh, James Cameron was appear, appearing on the on a podcast uh, called Smartless uh, that's hosted by Jason Bateman and some others, and had said uh, that while nothing is set in stone yet, he is currently in discussions uh, to return. Uh, to the realm of the Terminator and not uh, to, to produce, but to potentially write and direct and relaunch uh, the franchise. And he, he said that, again, this is not something that's happening, but it's something that has been discussed. Uh, but he said that uh, if he were to, to, to get involved in this, his goal would be to uh, to make it more about the artificial intelligence side of things Uh, versus the bad robots going crazy side of things. So uh, a potential, uh, I know everyone was all excited about the the last Terminator that James Cameron was going to be, you know, producing or whatnot, and, you know, Linda Hamilton returning and and everything. But, uh, you know, from what I gather, uh, it did not live up to the expectations or the hype, and people were very disappointed by it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, uh, you
1: know, once again,
3: uh, James Cameron talking about relaunching
1: uh, that's determining. That. Yeah, Genesis was the last good one. Which, that one that brought that one to Hamlet.
0: And I mean, again, that's you know that 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 well, Dark Fate was was the the whole like, hey, we're yes. gonna we're yeah. gonna cancel out Genesis, which was supposed to be a trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. which, funny enough, the uh, the the Christian Bale movie was also supposed to be the start of a trilogy. Um, but. but <laughs> You know, regardless of all that, it's just funny that he would be going the AI route with it, considering that is what they were doing with Genesis in the first place. (laughs) So, wow, (laughs) interesting, James. The whole (laughs) idea. So so basically what you're saying is, is you guys went, you realized that what they were plotting out for their trilogy in Genesis probably was a good fucking idea. And now you're just going to kind of pilfer it and try to try to try to work it. But I, I would love to get my hand like I would love to talk to to the creator of that movie just to kind of get an idea of where they really wanted to go with that because they would have loved to have known certain things that we'll never get answers to. Like you know, like who sent him back to her in the first place. Like they the, yeah thought that we don't get that trilogy finished, man.
1: Yeah, I I was so excited when I saw Genesis and it was a fucking great movie. I wanted more of that, but we didn't get it. So. We'll see what happens if he goes back to it. I know he's got like fucking eighty five more Avatar movies to make, so we'll see if uh, you know well, there's another Terminator down the pipe. Well,
0: we'll, 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 we'll see it with with what that one's going with. Now, I was supposed to go see that this weekend um, on Sunday. I had gotten it's a uh, it's a three hour movie, so so I, ooh, I chose ooh. to get like a, a yeah. I, I was gonna go early. Um, and go see it at like 10 a.m. So that this way I didn't have to worry about being sleepy um, <laughs> or anything like that. And uh, something something else ended up coming up, so I had to cancel it kind of uh, the, the the night before because we were going to uh, to, to check something else out, and uh, that that also didn't work out unfortunately. So I have yet to see Avatar: the, the The Way of Water or or achieved what I was trying to achieve that that day.
1: Well, that's all right. About you'll that. get there
0: eventually. You'll, you'll see it. You know, and then
1: you'll have to report back on how it was. Uh, but all right, Dean, anything else before we get into the movie for tonight? Uh, yes. Uh, Steven Spielberg says that
3: uh, well, he has expressed remorse uh, about uh, the, the dwindling shark population uh, that he believes that Jaws might have played a role in, being that The worldwide shark population is down roughly 70% since the release of of his popular film. Uh, But uh, Paul Cox, who works for uh, the shark trust organization assures Steven Spielberg uh, that it is more um, a result of absurd amount of overfishing uh, the shark population versus the result of a movie. Uh, So, you know, all this time later. You know, Peter Bensley was, um, you know, very critical of, of this after his book and, and, and the movie as well, but, um, you know, the, the president or the person that works for the Shark Foundation says, no, 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 it's not the movie's fault. So there's that. Hmm. Also, uh, I don't know about you all, but back uh, back in the day, I, I used to enjoy watching USA <laughs> Up All Night uh, with Gilbert Gottfried and Ronda Shears. Ronda Shears. And uh yeah. say Yeah. Uh so uh the the last uh presentation of that came back in February of nineteen ninety eight. Rhonda joined in January of nineteen ninety one on uh hosting the Friday night edition. Uh, where Gilbert was hosting the Saturday Night Edition, and sometimes she would host both, and they would have Gilbert and Rhonda on at the same time. Uh, Those were that, really, anyway, a lot of the
2: ones I saw. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. It's, 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 a, it's like a bizarre, fun era. But anyway, uh, coming back in uh, comic form is Up All Night with Rhonda. So, if you nice. are a comic fan, and like Rhonda Shear. Um, the comic there is book? going to be the the, yeah, the yeah, comic, comic comic book. book. Uh, up All Night with Ronda Shear is officially licensed uh and independently produced. Uh the first issue is a crossover issue featuring Rhonda along with uh Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy the Mailgirl. Uh you can purchase this over on the up all night comic indiegogo page where you can buy the digital version uh for ten dollars and that will be be released in february uh or you can buy the physical edition of this comic book for twenty dollars uh and will also be available on uh in february of 2023 uh for the physical edition there are uh many different cover variants to choose from and other things uh in their their indiegogo but if if Uh, you want to uh, follow in the footsteps of of Elvira's recent uh, comic books and and some others, uh, Up All Night with Rhonda Shear um, is is the next on your list if this is the type of reading that you like to do in your free time. So just head on over to the Indiegogo page and you can get yourself a copy in digital or print form or both if you so choose.
1: Very cool. Digging it. Check that out.
3: I'm glad you're digging it, King.
1: I'm digging it. All right, so is that it for you?
3: Uh, no, that's not it for me. I have a couple of other items that I'd like to touch on very briefly, if I may. Uh, oh, we right. know April, 20, uh, April 21st is going to bring us uh, the release of Evil Dead Rise. Uh, Evil Dead Rise was uh, supposed to be uh, exclusive to HBO Max, but apparently the test screenings went so well uh, that they're giving this a theatrical release. And what I'm here to talk about is that Evil Dead Rise, in its production, used 6,500 liters of blood, or uh, 1,717 gallons of blood uh, that was sprayed during the production. Uh, Lee Cronin (laughs)
1: says...
3: (laughs) Yes. uh, Lee Cronin says Evil Dead Rise uh, straps you on a rocket fueled by blood, and you can decide if you want to get off or if you want to stay on until it explodes. And you have until April 21st to make that choice for yourself. Everyone has to make their own decision in that regard, whether or not they want to strap themselves onto the blood-fueled rocket. So they're Let's saying you want to ride this
2: blood rocket?
3: You <laughs> want to ride strap on? his blood rocket. <laughs> <laughs> blood Dang. rocket.
0: All
3: right, very the cool. The king can incorporate this <laughs> yeah. language into his OnlyFans.
1: I will. I want to ride the blood rocket, Daddy.
0: Blood mm. rocket, it's blood it's rocket,
3: it's blood again. rocket, baby. It's riding, it's riding it's the blood rocket. Right. Wow! You All right.
0: Sound like, it's like getting it's your red, red wing, wings. The, yeah. is, <laughs> the, the The blood rocket. I guess that's what it is. Like when you know, when, when when she gets her, her time of month while you're like up in there. I call that the blood comet. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, there you go. Oh, you got a really weird shape to yours, huh?
1: That's right. It curves to the left. <laughs> so, what else you? Got
3: that, you got you got that Harvey Weinstein fish business happening.
1: Goddamn right.
0: <laughs> oh so, well, here I am with the bloody triceratops. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: we know. We we rest in peace. <laughs> but think, what else? Uh, dark sky.
3: Entertainment has announced that in on February 20, 2023, you will have to pick between uh, two editions of their original Texas Chainsaw Massacre Ultra HD slash 4K restoration, uh, the two choices mm-hmm. being the regular edition or the Steelbook edition. Uh, but both of these, uh, whichever you choose, is going to be packed to the brim with special features, including... A never-before-seen feature-length documentary titled "The Legacy of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre." All right,
0: very cool. Has that really
3: not been given that like UHD 4K treatment before? Is the, like nope, First You know, off. like so. Um. The, so how does how does it all so work King, by King, the way? Like a, a company like King's Dark Sky be like reaches out to the the. The property rights holder and says, we would like to do this, and then they strike a deal. Is that how it works?
1: That's how it works. They reached out to Kim Hankel, who owns the rights to uh, Texas James on Massacre after Toby Hooper died. And uh, yeah, they struck a deal to finally release it on uh, 4K Ultra HD. So that's why we're getting these release.
2: Aha. Uh-huh. Now, being the so complete you can look that, to that you are, are, are you going to buy it or or? Since no. Like last week we were talking about how how dirty you nope, green exactly. you love your movies to be. Yep, you know. So, nope, are you adamant not. against this?
1: Yep. I'm completely against it. But what, I I have the DVD, I'm happy with that.
2: So, no. You
3: know, I kind of got to agree uh with the king of horror on this one where uh like I had recently when they announced it, I had recently impulse uh in, in, it was such a a, a really a good deal when they announced it. Impulse purchased the uh, modern Halloween trilogy, like 4K UHD set that comes out in a few weeks. I pre-ordered it like a couple of months ago. Um, you know, I have the, the, that whole big Friday the 13th box set. And, um,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know, when they announced uh, the, the Dog Soldiers one, I got that. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with the King on this one, man. Uh, I don't necessarily want to see a, a film version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre where they've taken the film and, cleaned it to for maximum clarity and, and color and presentation. Yep. Uh, I think this film, uh, you know, as far as, you know, the giant legacy films that, uh, are the, the Mount Rushmore of the genre, uh, is one that truly benefits from how fucking gritty and, and dark yep. and grainy, uh, it, it 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 is, uh, going back to like my original viewings on just like VHS rentals from the, the video store that, that, you know, VHS mm-hmm. tapes that, that have been, you know, played, you know, who knows how many hundreds of times and had the additional effect of, of tape wear, uh, versus just the graininess. And I, I don't think that, uh, cleaning this up to the best of its, uh, possibilities is something that's going to add, uh, to the viewing experience, um, you know, if there was a time when they had this available to to like stream, like if they were like here on Amazon is the 4K you know, I would I would watch it for curiosity's sake just to see like what technology is able to do. But I don't see the benefit of of of, of watching it and having it and choosing it to watch it in that in that in that way. I would prefer to watch. Uh, and, and look, when they when they show it, it's a, it's on a regular rotation sometimes on like Showtime or something, and it's it's cleaned up and everything. You know, it doesn't look like I, when I watch it on a VHS and and, and four three pan scan. But like, um, I don't necessarily need to see. Or oh, let me say that I don't need to purchase the, this this edition.
1: No. Yeah. Okay. all right. So is that it for you? The
3: uh, sure.
1: Okay. All right, so great. (laughs) Uh, So let's move into the movie tonight, uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas from just this year, released on Shudder on December 9th, directed by Joe Begos. The plot is it's Christmas Eve, and fiery record store owner Tori Toombs just wants to get drunk and party until the robotic Santa Claus at a nearby toy store goes haywire and makes her night more than a little complicated. Santa embarks on a rampant killing spree through the neon-drenched snowscape ultimately forcing Tori into a blood-splattered battle for survival. Um, this was a completely just new watch for me. Uh, when it came out in Shutter on December 9th, I was watching it, and I was like, you know what? I really fucking vibe with this movie. I kind of dig it um, with the main characters and the situations and the practical effects. And then I found out that it was directed by Joe Begos, who I'm a huge fan of. I love Bliss and the, uh, VFW, which we've covered on the show. So, I was kind of surprised to see that he did it, but I was glad to watch it. And I was like, you know what, I think I need to do this for our holiday uh, podcast. You know, make this a Christmas special, Christmas, Bloody Christmas. So with that being said, Ghoul, what do you think about Christmas, Bloody Christmas?
0: Yeah, you know, when, 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 you, when you said you would seen this movie uh, originally and you were like, yes, this is like Silent Night, Deadly Night meets The Terminator. Uh, I got really, really excited. And I was like, I was so fucking thrilled. I put this movie on with like a smile on my face. And then over the course of like the first 15 minutes of this film, listening to those two fucking people just prattle on and on. And on and on and just keep talking and fucking talking. Like the only thing that fucking finally like changed any view for me on this was their their fucking friends fucking. Um, because aside from that, the rest of this movie just kind of like fell flat. They really set a bad tone for me. Uh, I did like you know some of the gore sequences. I thought I thought it got fun with, with little moments like that. But overall, I the, the movie just. This did not do it for me at all. It did not feel like his other films. Uh, I like the director as well. Um, but, but no, I, I think this was not his wheelhouse.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll get into it because I, I actually, um, part of the reason why I love this movie is because of the conversations, because it felt like I was talking to my friends um, about shit. So we'll get into it, though. Anyway, not to cut back from what you guys thought. So, uh, Dean, what did you think about Christmas Party Christmas?
3: Uh similar to what uh the 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 ghoul was saying. Um you know, I feel over the last several years there's been a big and I was just talking about this earlier today, a big influx of uh Christmas themed uh horror movies. Uh, you know, similar to like the Hallmark channel where every year they have like a like thirty Christmas movies for the for the holiday season. <laughs> um uh in, including including a Hanukkah themed one this year called Hanukkah on Rye about two competing uh, deli owners that uh, you know oh, no. fall in love but realize but realize that their families uh, own competing delis. But that, that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, but I feel like <laughs> in the horror realm too, it's like every year there's this whole new slate of of horror themed uh, horror movies. Um, you know, as I was looking on Shutter, there were like a few from 2022 and. Uh, and whatnot, and, and like, Violent Night was so popular, uh, mainstream-wise recently, and, you know, I I would imagine that that there's a varying degree of quality here, and while some of the the blood and guts and some of the metal talk also was was cool, I think overall, like, uh, I found this to be just kind of, like, boring was the right word, but, like, predictable and, um, you know, kind of mindless, which is fine sometimes, and uh, Mm -hmm. my question is, uh, Joe Bigos, is he uh, is, um, is he married to, uh, to, um, what's her name? Dora Madison, uh, or Dora Madison, probably no. it's not Dora Madison Burge, uh, because she's yeah. in, uh, and, and the ghoul and I know her, um, from, from Friday Night, Night, Night Lights, but, um, yeah, she's in like every she's in like just about every one of his films. And then I was like, Oh man, yeah. like, are, are they like a thing? But I, I guess not. So, um,
1: yeah, she anyway. was in this one too. as Lana so
2: yeah. Yes.
3: Well cool. so, yeah. oh, yes, that's why that's why that's why I brought it up, Kay because she was
1: in the film. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, anyway, it's, it's one of those uh, things yeah, where so, you just you have your yeah.
3: Go ahead. I'm sorry. So yeah, like a like fine, like a like a fine like festive uh, holiday holiday horror watch. Um, I still stand. Uh, I think my my still my favorite one. I think it was the Monkey's Pick a few years ago. What was that one called? That was like like a bunch of shorts. Uh, what was that one called? A oh, Christmas Horror Story. Oh yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, uh, that one. But anyway,
0: uh,
3: you know, it, it, this is fine. You know, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't like, I wasn't watching it, going, oh my god, I want this to end. But you know, it was, it was just like, like, like right. mindless.
1: Okay. Cool. All right. So, monkey, what do you think about Christmas, bloody Christmas?
2: All right. Yeah, this had a lot of vibes of like you know, late '80s, early '90s. It had that just you know. Like the score and stuff like that just had this heavy, heavy, like late night HBO feel to me. Like, you know, whenever you were just watching those movies, like After Dark or something like that, you know, it just, in tone wise, it had that. Unlike The Ghoul, I really, really enjoyed all of the back and forth in the power. I was really (laughs) enjoying all the banter, back and forth, the talking and whatnot. And for me, it's just, then when it shifted into horror mode, I was just like, no, no, it, it's it, like, I was like, no, because this is a movie that's rip, ripping off Terminator and at the same time ripping off another movie that we cover on the show called fucking Hardware. All right, because when we mm-hmm. fucking get to the thing that's supposed to fucking happen at the end, and it doesn't fucking happen because shit has to keep happening and keep happening and fucking keep happening. I was like, you are straight up rip- ripping off hardware. Like, Holy fucking shit. And then I sit there and do a Google search on the fucking director of this movie. And there he is in a fucking hardware shirt. He's a fucking fan <laughs> yeah. of the movie. And he fucking yeah, he ripped that motherfucker off, man. And I was just like, oh, no, I, I fucking caught you. And it's just, oh, man. Like, ah, th- this movie had, like, when it had all of its horror parts, it felt like I have seen all of the scenes they were showing me from other movies. I felt like everything mm. was taking, taken from another movie. Was it fun and, you know, like, mindless, you know, weird-ass shit? Like, because it was still this weird-ass calming late, late in the middle of the night, weird-ass shit going on. But when it got time for the horror stuff to kick in, yeah, it just felt like it was pulling stuff from movies that I had already seen. Especially when we get to the police department. Because I'm hoping you can fucking remember. I know there's a movie we watched where shit took place in the police department with the fucking yellow lights going on in the background and guns, you know, going around. And, yeah, it just it felt like everything was just highly, highly borrowed. Well, that's what a lot of people do. Yeah. This movie.
1: <laughs> I already said what I thought, so I'm going to get into the narration mode of this movie. Uh, So the movie opens with a commercial for Slim Janko, a malt beverage for the (laughs) whole family. Drink responsibly. Um, So it's for everybody, all the kids to can get to. (laughs) Uh, We also get some ads for Christmas uh, Santa in concert, some delicious THC cookies, and Coon Christmas cream pies. And then we see a spot for how the government has spent over a trillion dollars in robotic technology deployed overseas for quick victory over terrorists. But now... These killing machines have been turned into Robo Santa Plus with over nine thousand vocabulary words and full range of motion along with military grade technology. They're replacing <laughs> all the pedophilic <laughs> and creepy mall Santas and will be featured at the Midland Mall and TW Bonkers this weekend. Because this movie takes they place on Christmas job. Eve night. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas Eve night we meet Tori. She is the owner of a record shop slash VHS shop. And she tells her employee, Robbie, that she plans on closing early and bumps into Jay, who works with his wife, Lana, at T.W. Bonkers. Jay kind of forgot it's Christmas, and he needs to pick up a gift for his wife. So since Tori is great friends with Lana, she hooks him up with an album, and we find out from Robbie that the store made about two grand for the day, which is pretty good, you know, for a little shop in a little town. So that night, Tori was going to spend the Christmas Eve cooking up with a dude but she has second thoughts. Robbie thinks she needs to just get drunk with him because her Tinder date is a real fucking drag. Robbie breaks out a <laughs> bottle of whiskey that will her go to Wana, and the two drink for a little bit before heading over to the TW Bonkers. Tori shows Robbie a photo of her Tinder date, which Robbie calls Emmett Eyeliner. He doesn't know him, but just of him, and then he has three kids. Well, four on the way, right? So Robbie is committing to getting her to go to the bar with him. What's better, a few seconds of sex and lame conversation, or two hours of amazing and vivacious, possibly haunting, erotic conversation, where either way you'll go home flicking that bean. So like, I, 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 Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'm going to go with you. So, Tori finally decides to go get drunk with Robbie after hearing her Tinder date's terrible, fucking whispering song about loving in the head. why
2: is he whisper singing? Why is he? Whisper- <laughs> 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 so
1: she tells him, yes, let's go fucking hang out, let's go to Reggie's, let's get fucked up, but there's not going to be any sex. And he's like, fine, you know what, we'll just fucking hang out, we'll go drink. So the two close up the shop and walk over to T.W. Bonkers, where they discuss Christmas songs that are worthwhile. Like the awesome, and I will say it's awesome, the Bad Religion's Christmas album, which is all a bunch of covers that went to charity, and the Ramones' Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight. Although, Ronnie's yeah. Run Rudolph Run, is fucking metal. Like, this, again... These little conversations yeah. we're having, these are fucking conversations I've had in real life. So I'm like, I'm vibing. Dude, it's like, a night,
2: man. I was <laughs> loving know? this shit. So,
1: yeah. So they arrive at T.W. Bonkers, and Tori tells Jay and Lana that she and Robbie are just hanging out and going over to the Reggie's for a drink because she ditched her Tinder date. Four kid Emmett, which apparently Jay and Lana also know. How many about, kids? Along with his crappy whisper singing. Four. four. He's got three. Four on the way.
2: One more on the way.
1: <laughs> so. While they're in the toy store, they hear the robot Santa Plus coming to life. Ho, ho, ho. And that's when Jay says that he has his throne, and it also comes with a fake snow machine, which definitely gets into all of their fucking cups. Like, all that fucking shit's going in the whiskey cups.
2: Oh, <laughs> but they yeah, drink anyway. Totally ruined the fucking whiskey.
1: Yeah, it, it's terrible. I was like, oh, I feel bad. But anyway, Tori and Robbie have to leave so Jay and Lana can go fuck in the toy store because she wants to fuck her husband. It's Christmas, so she's going to give him that gift. But as they leave, we see the Robo Santa turning its head in a sinister way. And that's when we see a news report here on the TV at Reggie's talking about Soul robotics products, new animatronic, state-of-the-art Santa Claus, and how it's now the subject of an international recall. There's reports that the robots are reverting back to their old defense department firmware, but so far, most of the reports have been harmless pranks. So yeah, you know, it's pranks, we're not gonna have to worry about it, but you might wanna watch right. out. So Larry, the bartender, Turns off the TV, you guys got to go, you know, I'm closing up shop for the night. And once again, Robbie brings up Emmett Eyeliner, and Tori's like, dude, did he fuck your mom or something? Like, why do you have a problem? And I, just, I love that fucking line. Because <laughs> he's so mm-hmm. desperately trying to get her to talk about him, because he wants to fuck her so bad. And I just love the fact that they have that kind of back and forth. Like, you could tell that there's a mutual attraction. Like, Tori is just trying not to really go into it, while Robbie's like, we fucking need to. Like, <laughs> have to. And then she's like, what about rotten Rebecca that smells like a fish market? And Google yeah, the IT, man. He's like, fuck you. <laughs>
0: Those were fucking...
1: And, you know, she was okay. She just had a conviction. So, I just... Again, I just, I love the back and forth. Um, but we cut down the CW with bonkers. the, chick with the wandering One thing
3: <laughs> that, that I want to say, like... And I know that they're, like, closing the bar and the bartender's like, y'all got to get out of here and everything. But, you know, That's she was also go. talking about how she was going to go on this date and they'd gotten off of work at a record store. So my guess is that it's not like super late in the evening, but when they leave the bar, yeah, one really. thing that I noticed is that one, the bar was empty and then like the rest of the yeah. town, like was like completely desolate and empty. empty. Like there was no yeah. cars on the road. There were no people. It was weird. Like some of the storefronts when they were walking had lights on, but it just, it just felt so empty to me. It, it was like, like the like, kind of yeah. bizarre in a way. No, mm-hmm.
1: well, I agree. Um, but we cut back to CW Bonkers, and Jay is telling Lana that Robbie and Tori won't fuck because he works for her, as Robo Santa looks on. Robo Santa becomes sentient at this point, begins moving around the room as we cut back to the bar, where Tori is still going back and forth with Robbie about how men can fuck and definitely can eat pussies. He's like, oh, really? I fucking disagree. I'm like, yeah, my man, Robbie, because I know I can. I'm right with you. I'm in that camp. Team pussy, man. Yeah, well... Like, we can't.
2: Well, we well, she's also sitting there, you know, saying that, you know, men can't handle women that can out-drink them, you know, out-fight them. Out-fuck them. Pussy is good yeah. As a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, again, yeah, bring on the challenge. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll get it
1: gone. So we cut back to the toy store, and RoboSanta is on the move, as we hear Lana tell Jay that if Toy and Robbie fuck, she'll make him a mistake dinner wearing nothing but an apron. But if Jay loses the bet, he'll have to eat her ass out on the throne meant for Robo Santa. And he's like, well, that's not even a fucking bet. I'll fucking eat that shit out now. And she's like, oh, daddy. And he fucking proceeds to eat her ass out. I mean, on the he, scene. Okay.
0: There. I mean, he awesome, buries his face awesome in there. Company. This is a man after my own heart, man, because that is how you eat <laughs> yep. an ass. That is how you do it. You fucking spread yeah, those love fucking cheeks and you bury that tongue right the fuck up into that asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, Mikey? Yeah, it might taste taste like a nine-volt, but fuck
1: it. Yeah, I would be like, that's no problem. That's totally a good man. You you know it's clean. clean. You know, she keeps it clean for her husband. Um, But then we cut back to the bar where Tori and Robbie are talking about the effect of musicians cutting their hair off. And she makes a great fucking valid point about Metallica because after they cut off their hair, they release a load. And fucking load sucks. And I'm a Metallica fan. But, of course, Robbie comes in defense of Chris Cornell, rest in peace, of course, about Soundgarden's super unknown being great. It's not great.
0: Not at all. Soundgarden is
1: vastly
3: overrated, and not for nothing. Uh, yep. You know, uh, load uh, doesn't suck. Load is incredibly inconsistent. But if you take uh, – uh, we're not talking about Saint Anger here, buddy, uh, but no. if you want to take –
1: that, uh the, the better
3: pieces from load and the better pieces from reload and put those together, uh, you would have a pretty damn fine Metallica album. Uh, uh, I mean yeah.
1: debate. Uh, but the biggest thing is by the brings way, up, and that's why. Uh, they're yeah. they're yeah. just
3: uh, related but not related to the film. Uh Metallica's uh recent just announced a couple of weeks ago uh album coming in April that they recorded in secrecy with zero leaks. Uh, and their new single Lux Turner is pretty well, fucking Turner.
1: Fucking rules. Oh, Lux Turner is fucking metal, dude. Like they're going back to thrash. I fucking love Lux Turner. I think like, it's only yes, three, so, th- three minutes, but thrash. That's fine. Um, but it, she they, does, it's not one wasted second. But the, the
3: album comes out
1: in, in, in April. Yeah. April. I can't wait. I'm gonna buy it as soon as it comes out. But she also makes that great point about fucking Van Halen, where she's like, Robbie, you're probably a fan of Van Hagar. He's like, Hell yeah, I am. She's like, How the fucking you replace Diamond Dave? with fucking Kenny Hagar, and then take the rock shot out of it and make him a fucking synth fucking band. And I'm like, yes, I'm with you, Tori, because I fucking agree. So, I just, again, I've had these conversations with the monkey. I've had the conversation with Marie,
0: because
1: she's a fucking Van Hagar fan. And I'm like, that's fucking blasphemy. But, um, you know, so we move on. Um, we meet uh, Chief of Police Monroe, who comes into the bar. His wife is gone for the holiday season. He's left alone with the dog that he hates. That's Herman Munster from Rob Zombie's Munsters, Jeff Daniel Phillips playing the character, um, and he's just a prick to Robbie. doesn't like him, and then ends up buying their drinks and leaves. Um, so we cut back to PW Bonkers. Jay is fucking that ass hard as Robo Santa finds an ass.
2: What a great wife. They took their antique character and <laughs> <your laughs> shit like this at fucking Christmas in the fucking toy store. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. So Robo
1: Santa, armed with an axe, approaches them who are having sex, and he completely cuts Jay in half. Right down the middle, as Robbie and Tori walk past the store. Lana is screaming and chased down, and Robo Santa grabs her and smashes her head into a glass cabinet until she's dead. Tori and Robbie hear her screaming, but they assume that fucking Jay is laying that fucking pipe because he's got a big old dick. Get that
2: pipe, baby! Like,
1: you know, it's... I've seen it. It's fucking big. Like, you do gape that yeah, shit. So, yeah. so
2: Again, more gaping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So they uh, walked back to Robbie's car so they could go back to Tori's place for the night and continue to drink whiskey. And I love this little back and forth because she's like, let's just fucking watch Black Christmas, the Bob Clark movie. And he's like, isn't that some Blumhouse joint? I'm going to go home by myself. <laughs> and she just walked away. <laughs> and I was like, yes, Tori, I love you. You're the queen, (laughs) like, just because of the fucking, fuck Blumhouse. Like, I love that little line about fuck Blumhouse. Um, But they reach Robbie's car, and as Robo Santo appears, ready to drop some fucking bodies, appears in the background. So Tori and Robbie arrive back at her place, and she says that her sister Liddy is visiting with her husband Mike, but it's cool. They have time to drink, and the pair make their way into the place where they – continue to drink, and Robbie questions why she has the Unsolved Mystery soundtrack on vinyl, because it's fucking good. I defend her on that, because it is a great fucking soundtrack. So as they continue to the fort a little bit, we see Robo Santa arriving. Here's a man calling to his son, Freddy. This is Frankie, Freddy's father. And by the way, she makes mention of Pet Cemetery 2 being a great fucking movie. I don't agree, but the soundtrack, I will say, is fucking great, because she is right. There's a lot of female-fronted fucking bands in that soundtrack that make the movie fucking worth it but it's still she not tries good. I to love how the argument
0: that pet cemetery 2 is better than pet cemetery 1 <laughs> yep. that yeah that i feel like is a difficult sell um yeah. you know more than anything else but you know looking back on it and 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 knowing that you know i don't know i guess for me and, and unfortunately for the dean you know because i know it's it's his most hated part of it you know the most effective thing i think in pet cemetery is still the zelda character um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that uh, that, that is i think you know i don't know if if that is the only thing really holding up the 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 (laughs) overall strength of that movie i mean maybe maybe she has a point i don't know it's been a while since i've seen pet cemetery too so it's one it's I it's avoid. Like, and she makes, I never liked it. Or, 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 I mean, or, or, or. she
1: makes good points because Clancy Brown's fucking great in the movie. It's just – it's not – and she even says, like, thank Ward Gwynn. And, like, yeah, put some respect on Fred Gwynn's name for fucking Pet Cemetery. Um So, you know, they're still talking about all this as Robo Santa makes his way over to the house where Frankie is looking for his son. They decide to make I a plate of nachos. Brown. I love him, too. But – they eventually start talking about sequels and what they like. And again, she says Blair Witch 2. And I was like, again, I'm with you because I love Blair Witch 2 as well. But this leads to them fucking making out. And I was like, man, fucking great. Blair Witch 2 made some people make out. I was like, I wish I could have it all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, so, of course, now, now they're getting, like, the they're, they're, getting, not they're, they're, they're hooking them. So they're getting fucking. They're hooking up now. They're kissing. They're making out. Tossing them on the table. They go upstairs, and then he proves that he could eat fucking pussy like a fat kid eating a cake. And she's like, "Holy <laughs> shit, this fucking happening! Like he could fucking eat pussy." But the
2: but, but yeah. problem mm-hmm. I had is with this scene though, and it just that like uh, you know. No, it was just because, again, I'm sure the the actress felt uncomfortable, whatever, all right? It's just if she's so hard into rock, as she was, I was expecting way more ink on her than yeah. the two oh, yeah. tiny, tiny tattoos.
3: You know, very, being very that you funny. were
2: and, you know, you're all Lemmy is God, you know, I was expecting yeah. her to, be like, at least have some sleeves on or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the, that that was just yeah. me.
1: But, yeah, no, I I agree. Um, But as we intercut with him fucking just plowing that fucking pussy with his mouth, we cut back to Frankie, the dad of Freddy, who sees Robo Santa show up, and he's like, who the fuck are you? Um, He doesn't have a lot of time to react because Robo Santa launches a fucking axe right into his back. So we see him struggling (laughs) to try to get away from Robo Santa as we see Robbie and Tori hooking up. And as Frecky tries to get up the stairs, he gets fucking curb stomped right to the back of the head by Robo Santa. He crushes his fucking face on the stairwell. <laughs> and okay. Robo Santa grabs his axe. Yeah.
0: Well, no, see, whereas with the, original, with the first two kills we got at the toy store, I was worried that that was going to be what we were going to get for the overall core of the film which wasn't much, you know, like we, we, we got a kill. We got a little bit of blood, but we didn't get anything over the top. I was very relieved to see this term stop and to see shit get really messy because I'm sorry. A movie like this requires that level of like just silly gore.
1: Oh, I completely agree. And I I liked it too. Um, But Frankie's wife appears and sees the carnage and she's like, Holy shit. And she tries to go to the bathroom to kind of guard herself against this Robo Santa that's on a killing spree now. And it's just to no effect because the Robo Santa easily breaks down the door and then just buries the axe into her face. Right through the eye, right through the face. Like, I was like, okay, (laughs) this is fucking great. (laughs) Like, you know, we're getting the physical, we're getting the practical. And then we see Tori and Robbie Post fucking eating out her pussy. She's like, oh, yeah, that was great. I'm going to go down and check on the fucking nachos and change the record. I'm like, no, nope, those nachos are done. Like they're just fucking nothing. <laughs> you
0: know,
1: because again, when you're in that mode of just having sex, you're not thinking about anything other than the sex. So I get it. Um, so Tori just decides it's just done. And she tries to eat a little piece of it. And I'm like, don't do it. It's all burned. Um, well, We've when we when see
2: <laughs> drunk yeah, <and> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get laid. And then it's like, maybe, maybe this is still kind of edible. And it's like, no. Nope. <laughs> no, it's not. So
1: we see Freddie the kid of, of uh, Frankie, his son, coming downstairs, and he's like, oh, what's going on? Oh, man, Santa's here. And you see Robo Santa just watching him go down to the Christmas tree, look at the presents. He rips one box open, and he's like, oh, I'll close again. Shucks. But Santa, why are you so bloody? Like, that's weird. Oh, and then, as Tori, I'm like, are goes we going to go the window. There? Are we
2: going to go there? Are we going to go there? Uh-huh. That's what yeah. I was thinking the entire time.
1: <laughs> so yeah, Tori goes to the window. As we hear Freddie calling for his mom, Tori goes to the window, and when she looks to the window, we see Robo Santa bury that fucking axe in the kid's head. So he's fucking dead.
2: I love when kids get killed in these fucking movies. Oh, man. <laughs> like, yeah! I was like, take you oh, to the women. I was like, oh, you, you, yeah, you gonna do it? Are you gonna do it? Do you have the fucking testicular fortitude to do it? And yes, they fucking went there. It's quick, you know, and it's a quick cut, and you know, you don't really see it, see it, but at the same time, you still see it, and they still fucking went there. So, fuck yes, you know, major props at least for that scene. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck so, that little
1: yeah so at this point <laughs> Robbie appears on top of the staircase and he's like what the fuck's going on and Tori's freaking out going the kid next door just got fucking killed like something's going on so of course they go back to the window to look through and see what's going on and that's when Santa sees both of them and they're like oh shit like he saw <laughs> us we're fucked we got to find a phone and of course I love the fact that they put this in there because they're looking for their phones and they're like, where the fuck is it? It's like we tore our clothes off to have sex and now we can't find their phones. Robbie's is probably in his car. She can't find hers, so it's kind of like a frantic chase to find out where the phones are because Santa's coming to fucking kill them. So that's when Tori decides <laughs> to wake up Liddy and Mike, who are super sleepy and fucking taking their time. I love fucking Mike in this sequence when they're crouching down in the hallway looking to see where Santa's coming from. He's like, what the fuck's going on? Like, what? <laughs> Shut up, shut up, shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> well, I didn't even want to fucking be here. Like, shut up, Mike. Just stop fucking talking. <laughs> talking. So like, Where's the to to where talk yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> They decide they're gonna get Liddy's keys and go to her car and Mike leaves to go get them, but of course, Robo Santa busts down the living room window using Frankie's fucking dead body which Robbie oh, quickly man. has to use as a shield to avoid being killed. <laughs> and then you just see that fucking body go flying under the couch, that fake fucking body. I loved it. I was like, oh, practical. I loved it. Because <laughs> you could just tell. It's, it's the a same, same, same fucking It's like
2: it. so, so fucking quick on Robbie's part. Pick that motherfucker up and just, without even thinking about it, using it as a fucking shield yeah. as Robo Santa's hacking away at it.
1: <laughs> so Mike and Winnie are quickly taken out by Robo Santa as Robbie and Tori run outside, back to his car, trying to get it started as Robo Santa appears and starts to stalk them. And Robbie getting the car started, crashing into a neighbor's ranchero. The neighbor appears, played by Joe Begos himself, clearly pissed. He calls the cops, but they're trying to tell him, look behind you, the fucking killer Santa's coming, but he gets his head fucking <laughs> clear-cut in half by Robo Santa's axe. And then, to add insult to injury, the body gets tossed through the windshield as Robbie desperately tries to escape with Tori. So getting the car to run again, Robbie slams backwards into a tree. But of course, in a daze, Robbie gets pulled by the car from Robo Santa. And Tori's like, please, Robbie, get up. Please, you got to fight back. Get back into the car with me. But he's just too weak and wasted and gets an axe to the fucking face. Like, I thought Robbie was going to live. But nope. Yeah, man.
2: (laughs) He's fucking We're 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 going Through cast members Like a motherfucker We need some more people Hey Look (laughs) at the cop (laughs) So Officer Danny Davis Shows up
1: And he fires A few rounds Into Robo Santa knocking him to the ground Danny Davis calls for backup The
0: villainous referee
1: (laughs) So He calls for backup As he helps Tori Out of Robbie's car And puts her Into his cruiser Once inside Tori tells Davis That he needs to check The toy store because that killer Santa looks exactly like the one that was from T.W. Bonkers. If it isn't the same guy, maybe the killer butchered her friends and took the suit. As she panics, Davis tries to comfort her, but Robo Santa is back up, climbs on top of the hood of the cruiser, yanking off the windshield. Davis fires a shot back into Santa, which knocks him off the hood onto the ground. But so Davis is like, I got my fucking gun, I'm going to fucking end this shit. He gets out, arm of the shotgun, Terry, Tori is telling him to blow his fucking head off, and Davis tells her that he's done. <laughs> But that's when Robo-Santa grabs a shotgun, a round goes off, knocking Davis to the ground. Tori climbs into the driver's seat, and Robo-Santa grabs Davis's shotgun and blows the man's head off. This completely destroys his fucking skull. As Tory is the multi gear, <laughs> yeah, He's doing everything at this point.
2: So Tori puts <laughs> the cruiser in the gear and to runs over Robo-Santa. motherfucker in the room. <laughs>
1: yeah. So Robo-Santa gets run over a couple times, and then we see that all the years and shit like that are starting to see on his face, like there's a glowing green bulb in his face, and we think that he's powering down, and that's it. But Tori eventually drives off in search of help and sees an ambulance coming along with a cop car. She slams on the brakes and gets out of Davis's cruiser <clears throat> as Officer Smith, played by one of my favorite actors, Jeremy fucking Gardner, because we talked about the battery, oh. we've talked about After Midnight. Oh,
2: damn. <laughs>
1: And I fucking love Jeremy Gardner. So he slaps a pair of handcuffs on her as he believes she's the one that might have killed Davis. He has no idea what's going on. It's all confusion at this point. He pushes her in the back of the cruiser, "Get in the
0: fucking car." I
1: was like, oh, "I fucking love fucking Jeremy Gardner." <laughs> He's just, he is Wait a, a minute.
0: Character. That, heavy yeah. character, that heavy set character, that heavyset cop is Jeremy Gardner?: Yes, yes. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. He was unrecognizable. I totally didn't realize that was him. Yeah, that's Jeremy Gardner. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yep, put a little weight on, grew the hand of my mustache. (laughs) That was was Jeremy Gardner. (laughs) Welcome to the party. (laughs) I
0: recognized him
3: right away.
1: yeah, (laughs)
3: Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't recognize him.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I love the fact that they made him unrecognizable. So it's like, yeah, but as soon as he started talking, I was like, that's Jeremy. (laughs) Because <laughs> like, he has that cadence to his voice, where I was like, it, it's got to be him. And then I checked it, and was. But anyway, back at the station, Monroe talks to her about what happened. They can't believe that a killer Santa is responsible for everything. And Smith is antagonistic towards her, while Monroe tries to follow along. Monroe manages to cool down the room and has Smith double-check with the officers at the crime scene. While Monroe puts on a fresh pot of coffee, Tori goes to the bathroom to wash off all the blood, tries to fire up a joint. But at that moment, a piece of piece is short-lived because nobody's heard back from anybody at the crime scene. Like, and Tori, it's like they're all fucking dead. But, of course, Smith and Monroe have to lock and load. They have to go over to the crime scene and find out what the fuck is going on. And that's oh, when all of a sudden yeah. we see an ambulance appear with Robo Santa behind the wheel. It smashes into several cars. Monroe tosses the holding cell keys to Tori and tells her to lock herself in. But fuck that. She needs a gun to defend herself with. She manages to get Smith's 38 off of him as Smith and Monroe head outside to investigate the crash. Monroe is very quickly killed, and his body is tossed into a car. And then Smith has a short <laughs> battle with Robo Santa before he gets a shotgun underneath the chin. Wait, wait, and his fucking head is blown off by Robo Santa. Um, so with Tori finding a taser, she grabs some ammo for the shotgun, tries to use a radio to no avail as the power to the station is cut off. Tori hides under a desk as Robo Santa enters the station in search of her, kicking over all the desks. And she's desperately trying to love the shotgun without being hurt, getting the round into it, trying to get it to work. And as he kicks the desk out where she's hiding, he grabs onto her and lifts her up, but she uses a taser on him and manages to knock him to the ground. Robo Santa once again powers down. Tori runs from the station as he powers right back up as she gets into the ambulance, managing to get it started and speeding away. But Robo Santa is the quick one and grabs onto the back, making his way into the ambulance. And it was <laughs> like a, a great fucking little it. sequence. <laughs> you know, like, dun, 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 dun. like, you know, but he's fucking just non stop. Like he is not stopping coming after her. Like every time she tries to get away, he's right there. So as he reaches in for her to get the kill, Tori crashes the ambulance into a parked car which sends Robo Santa flying through the windshield. He struggles to get up as Tori gets back into the ambulance and pushes the crashed car onto the arm of Robo Santa as he punches the side of the car to free himself. Tori, freeing herself from the ambulance, tears her shirt sleeve off, balling it up, putting it into the car's gas tank and letting it on fire, which causes the car to explode, and she watches the blaze with Robo Santa on fire. And that's when Tori in, has to seek refuge in, in the
2: film, record shop, right? Yes. Just right? In film, right? Yeah, but
1: this is
3: fucking Terminator level shit.
2: Like we we have to go go to the factory. Thirty fucking minutes. (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: there's definitely not thirty. It's like ten minutes. Um, But still, it's like again Terminator, where the fucking Terminator won't stop coming after her. because she reaches her shop, and of course Robbie has the keys, so she has to break into her own fucking shop to fucking try to find refuge from Robo Santa. And all of a sudden now we see that RoboSanta is still running with its eyes becoming glowing green lasers, and the robotic body underneath is partially exposed. So we get teeth, we get metal, like its head's bobbing back and forth. Like you would think it's not going to be able to be operational anymore, but it still is. So Tori because takes of time hardware. to get – Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, she tries to light another joint, but again, RoboSanta enters the store – its head moving wildly back and forth, and she just can't get a fucking break. But <laughs> just two seconds. Let me get high. Let me figure out what I'm gonna do. No, it doesn't happen. <laughs> so a hunt begins, and she finds a sword and attacks him with it, pinning him to a wall. Dude,
2: of vinyl records. did did you yep. notice that the sword looked like a, it 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 was a fucking He-Man sword?
0: It was a He-Man sword.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. For the power totally of that, the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it totally we looks she like a he sword. And I was like, holy fucking shit, he man's sword. <laughs> and
1: she uses it, and you think, okay, like the monkey had said, like you think this is the end, that's it. Like there's just no more happening with the Robo Santa. But, of course, it's not the end because it manages to pull the sword out of its torso as Tor reaches for a can of full of trash and tries lighting it on fire and putting it underneath the sword sprinklers, which turns out, extinguishes the fire in the fucking trash can. So she just fucking tosses the trash can at the Robo Santa. Just
2: fucking <clears throat> like that's gonna stop it from killing her. She gets knocked out. But off now the she deck, set off the which, sprinklers. So it should short circuit the fucking Robo Santa. Because it starts to spark and shit like that. Need him Does it short circuit Nope. Yeah. <laughs> So you would think, but it's starting
1: to, because you see the sparks bursting out of the fucking chest. Like, it's in the end mode. Like, it's dying, but it's still coming after her because it's military-grade technology. Um, So she falls from the desk and hurts her ankle, and, oh, fuck, and just grabbing for her ankle.
0: But then when she tries to get leverage...
1: (laughs) So as she tries to get leverage on the counter, she puts her hand on it, and of course, gets her fucking fingers cut off by Santa's axe.
0: Yeah. In the process,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> and th- I loved uh, her reaction because it was like, "What? Oh fuck!" <laughs> like, you know, her, her fingers are missing, but, and she's trying to find them as she's trying to scramble I also, in the last ditch effort. I
2: I, <laughs> I also like that they did this just because I hate the fact that when you have you know the last girl thing and she comes out un fucking scathed. You know, mentally harmed or whatnot, but nothing fucking done.
0: (laughs) Literally about to say the same thing, monkey. My only issue is it should like things like this could have happened earlier to her to like have extra Mm -hmm. obstacles for her to like overcome as she was going. But yeah, I am just glad that they did it because you know, otherwise, just getting some blood on you and a couple bumps and bruises—that is not what makes you a survivor.
1: No, not at all. Because she hurts her ankle, like, that's, like, bad enough. Like, you see her ankle's all fucked up. But then when she puts her hand up onto the counter and her fingers get all cut up by the axe, I love the fact that she doesn't have that immediate reaction of, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, it takes a second for her to realize, and then she's like, i got to find my fingers. So you see her kind of, like, <laughs> on the ground looking for her fingers as Robo Santa is continuing his fucking pursuit. But eventually, like the monkey had said about the sprinklers, they become too much for the killer robot and it collapses to the ground, crawling after Tori as she crawls to safety. She knocks over a shelf filled with records, which traps Robo Santa momentarily, but again, not too much. It's still fucking coming. So she crawls up onto a window ledge, and he's still trying to come after her. He's still reaching out for her, the claws exposed from its glove, and she manages to pull out a length of pipe from the wall behind her and plunges it into the Robo Santa, finally fucking killing him, and it fucking explodes after she buries that fucking pipe into his face. So with that being said, she's like, ah, oh, fuck! I could finally get the freedom. Manages to crawl out of the window. As we see, it's now day. So it's now Christmas day. As she collapses onto the ground and just fucking laughs hysterically, as we go to credits. So again, I I, I do like the fact that she is not only a survivor but also one that's been fatally injured. I mean, she lost her fingers. <laughs> Probably never getting them back. Um, you know, not just some blood on her face, but. Also, that they they killed Robbie. I thought that was a great choice. Because you think he could be a survivor. (laughs) mm Mm-hmm. Like, just wasting no fucking time. But, you know, it's one of those things, like the the dean had said, about the the town being kind of empty. But, again, it's a small town. Like, they don't really tell you where it is, but it could just be one of those very sleepy fucking towns where things close up at, like, 9 o'clock. Like, and you're just going to bed. Like, you're not up past 12 in this fucking town. Well, pr- like you are in bed.
2: Yeah, plus it was, you know, it was a small mining town on Christmas Eve. So yeah, everything was probably closed up, you know, for the night.
1: Yeah. And yeah, so um, you know, the monkey brought up uh hardware, which again, Joe Begos is a fan of, but he also he pitched this movie as a remake of Silent Night Deadline 8 that he wanted to do, but he wanted to have it featuring robots. And that's you know, it's just kind of fun that he wanted to do a Silent Night, Deadly Night remake, but he ended up making this movie. And the fact that Ghoul didn't recognize Jeremy Gardner, I was like, oh, come on, <laughs> we love the guy, you know, but it's to his credit that he looked he that way that he did, you know, with his hair and his mustache, you know, but again, that's what oh, kind yeah, of no. made me really happy to see him.
0: When they first cut to him in the car, I actually thought like, I actually thought maybe I made a mistake of who the actor was in the bar earlier in the film and mm-hmm. i was like
1: that it was monroe. i was like
0: wow that guy no i know i did but at that time when we were back in the cop car and she was getting hauled away i was like wait why why did monroe change like did they get a different actor or did i not like recognize him correctly or something but yeah no i had i had zero zero idea that that was that was gardner at all so yeah props to him for pulling that one off
1: I didn't know it was him until they were back at the station when he's kind of pacing around and talking to her, and he's like, oh, it's a fucking Santa Claus," And I was like, oh, yeah, that's his voice. Like, <laughs> that's Jeremy <laughs> Gardner. You know, that's his voice. That's how his cadence is. And, you know, because I honestly thought the first time I watched it, it was Monroe. I thought it was well, just first Daniel
0: first Phillips. he to show out. out of the office, that he's fucking cursing and fucking pitching a whole fit <laughs> when he kicks him, kicks him out. <laughs> he's throwing shit around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Why the fuck is he so mad? Get him away from him." And he's like, "Well, you know, he worked with Davies for like fifteen years, so obviously he's kind of mad." And then about the fact that she knocks over the little Santa figurine, she's like, "Get that shit away from me." <laughs>
3: <laughs> she's completely
1: phased on fucking Halloween, on Christmas. Um, but again, like, you know, it's it's not everybody's cup of tea, obviously, but I just I love the dialogue between Robbie and Tori because again, it's it's conversations that I've had with people in real life. Like, that's why it felt so good to me. I was like, this guy gets it. Like, people have these fucking menial fucking conversations about uh, Van Halen and Lemmy and how uh, it's not that good because Lemmy was performing with fucking Foo Fighters, but Lemmy is Motorhead. <laughs> I just love that line of dialogue about uh, Run Rudolph Run. You know, it's, it, it felt natural. It didn't feel forced. Like, it felt like they actually had great chemistry, and that's what kind of drew me to those characters. Of Robbie and Tori, I like felt like they, it just it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like these are two actors that just don't like each other. So I thought that Riley yeah, Dandy and it, Sam Delich it,
2: it had a great flow.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just again, like I said, never felt forced. I enjoyed it, um, but with that being said, you know this is my pick for this evening. I know Monkey and Dean he won't be with us for next week. It's just going to be an old school episode with me and the Ghoul. Uh, so, Google, what are we talking about? What are we chatting about as we close out 2022?
0: Well, again, you know, as as, as we're we're gonna celebrate our our respective holidays, um, they're gonna we're gonna close it out. You're gonna give us your top ten. We're gonna have all kinds yeah. of fun. We're, we're we're gonna talk about yeah. shit, and we're gonna ring in the the new year Yee-Hoo style with a, Ooh, a another good. film from 2022. Uh okay. it's like a indie film that currently can be watched on their website. It is a movie called Mad Heidi. And it is a uh it looks to be a very <laughs> grindhousey exploitation style film, uh, that, that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So I am hoping. I have <laughs> hopes for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it sucks, man, like we're gonna have
1: fun. We will make it fun somehow, some way, the way we always do on this show. You know, even if it's a stinker of a fucking movie. Like, I'll do my narration. We'll fucking make jokes. We'll close out 2022 old school, just me and you. Um, So, again, we'll be talking about Mad Heidi next week on the show, The Ghoul's Pick, and also my top 10 of 2022. But, again, Dean, thank you so much for making this a No Dean December and actually showing up. Yes, Awesome, dude. What a yes. Christmas
3: gift! Uh, well, I'm Jewish, but thank you. And, um, <laughs> well, for me, it, it, I'm not. It, it, so it that's not a Christmas gift. It is. This is the Happy wonderful Hanukkah, Hanukkah. gift. Thank yes. you. Hanukkah. My Hanukkah gift to, to, to all of you. Um, Chanukah it's, it's the gift of, of my present. So like Chanukah.
0: Chanukah. Yes. Hanukkah. So, so yeah, um, we'll see you back
3: here in uh, you know just a couple weeks time. Twenty twenty three yeah, I guess it will be January 4th and next go around. So yes, uh, happy holidays and happy new year to everybody. And, uh, you know, uh, bigger, bigger things for talking terror in 2023. And, uh, we'll see you all there down the road.
1: All right. Excellent. All right, monkey. It's your I'm last show of 2022. What do you got to say? That's
0: out? The
2: big money is. Mm. Talking <laughs>
0: terror, <only
2: fantasy. laughs> but yes, everyone at home, thank you for listening this year. Uh look forward to you listening next year for us just getting together doing what we do, and all of you, have a safe and happy holiday, and good night, everybody. (laughs) All right. With
1: that being said, thank you, Dean. Thank you, Monkey, for hanging out with us in 2022, talking about a lot of different movies, talking about horror news. It's been fucking great. You guys are my brothers, and I love you. And I can't wait to see what twenty twenty three has in store. Um so I we will see you back in January for the first episode of twenty twenty three. Um but of course, Ghoul, we have one episode left, and I cannot wait to end twenty twenty two with you, OG style. But go ahead and close
0: yourself off. I'll, I'll close myself off. Well, you know, no I'm gonna yeah, close, you close yourself, off. yourself off. I was Sign staying off. Open to the possibilities that this that this world brings. <laughs> But uh, but but for tonight, everybody, stay scared.
1: And as always, as we close out, as I always do, hail Satan, hail yourselves, hail odorous. Keep America strong. Watch horror movies. I'm really fucking excited for next week, and we hope you can jo- uh, join us for the final Talking Terror of 2022, where we're going to be talking about Mad Heidi. Um, I'm excited about it, man. I really am. Because- you showed me it, and I was like, okay, and then they have the little spin wheel that you can do to either watch it for free or get 10% off, we both fucking got 10% off. So it's like, all right, yeah, I hope that code, no problem. I
0: hope that code still works because it might have been time sensitive.
1: Yeah, I'm going to actually have to log back in and probably try to do it again because I, I didn't redeem it the same night, so we might have to do it again. But either way, next week we'll be talking about Mad Heidi. We'll be talking about my top ten. We'll be talking to you guys. Can't wait to see you there. Have a great Christmas. Have a great Hanukkah. Have a great Yule. And we'll see you back here next week. So long, folks.
0: Happy Kwanzaa.